Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. All right. All right. All right. So we are, uh, it is a Saturday, July 30th, 2016. Uh, this Saturday is uh, just about 1130. It's 1123, according to my clock. Um, it's me and... Uh, Rosetta, we are doing qualifying men session number three. Uh, this is a, a special session because it usually takes between two and three sessions to go through what I'm about to go through with you, which is the top 20 differences between men and women. Now, the reason why it takes so long to go through it is because I can tell you what it is, but then I need to hear your confusion, your misunderstandings, your perceptions, and then I need to make sure that you get it in a way that works for you. So even though there's, top, there's 20 differences, like I talk about, you know, how men would react in a situation versus how women would react in a situation, but I, it, ain't, it ain't capable of going, like, you know, in one session. It's just too much content. And now, um, okay. what I will also tell you is that I will send you an email after we finish all the 20 differences, but you'll have the recordings still in out. So, you know, I want to make sure that you, you're aware of that, too. Um, and, um, you know, it's going to be challenging, so feel free to ask me whatever you want, whenever you want, and if mm. you want to call me even during the week and say, hey, Tony, oh, blah, 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 I'm, I'm all good with that because this, um, this is too important. Learning this. That's like, really why I wanted it. to get it because we're supposed to be going out, and I said, you know, you wanted to go this over for this with me. <laughs> yes, yes, so. yes. So uh, going, you know, through this, knowing this is going to start teaching you how men think when they're speaking and acting and doing things with you and around you, um, you'll understand them without having to ask them because you'll understand where they're coming from. They will do things and you can oh, yeah, that's kind of what I remember, <laughs> whatever that is. So What? I, what did I you just, just say? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I said that when men do something, you're going to be like, oh, that's like, that's like difference number seven. Difference number twelve, or difference number one, or whatever. Like you'll remember the differences when you see men do those things. That they don't, they don't, men don't know this. They just live this. You follow? Yeah. And at the same time, you also understand yourself so much more because you'll understand yourself in contrast to men. So inside of this conversation, you're gonna learn a lot about yourself. As well as you're gonna learn a lot about men. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Okay. And this um, is fresh today in my head, so that's yes. good. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm gonna read you what I wrote. I don't know if I if what I read read is what I've already said. I don't know. I was gonna go through it and then uh you know I'll, I'll check in to see if you got any more questions around what I just about to read. And if not, let's go straight in. So at any out here. Mm-hmm. Um. So now that we've taken the time to help you remove the filters that keep you from seeing and interacting with men effectively, the next thing to accomplish is to actually examine how men think 
and why they do things the way they do. Um, we're about to go through the top 20 differences between men and women. These differences are extensive. They're also extremely transformative. Here's why. Number one, you're not going to be able to see men the same way ever again. You won't even be able to look at them the same way ever again. The difference between seeing them and looking at them is the difference between using your eyes, which is looking, and using your mental filters, which is seeing. You know, like the filters, like, you know, your viewpoint of them. You'll be altered in both ways and more, number one. Number two, you'll learn about yourself by virtue of learning about men because every time you learn something about men and find yourself saying, that's not me, it'll help you see yourself more clearly. We also learn who we are by seeing things that's not who we are. Number three. We both learn, sorry, we both learn what? We often learn about ourselves by coming up against stuff that's not us. Oh. It's sort of like, oh, that's not me. Well, what is me? Oh, I'm that. I'm not this. So when we come across opposition that has us um, learn more about ourselves, not because it is us, because it's so opposite of who we are, that it makes us say, oh, I never heard of that. No, I'm not like that. I'm like this. And now you have more access and more power because you understand yourself. Okay. Okay. That happens in a landmark form, for example. You know, you hear people talking, and you're like, I'm not, that's not me. I wouldn't do that. But it makes you think, well, what would I do? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Good. That's it. So next, uh, number three, you're going to appreciate yourself so much more because you understand why men love women. You love think, women. Wow. Mm. Go ahead. You'll understand why men love women, why men do things for women. You'll understand your value to yourself and your value to men. Mm-hmm. You'll understand that in this, session, in this section. Number four. In this section? In this section right here? That we're going yeah, to It's not 20. It's going to take two or, three, two or three sessions, you know. So, two, you okay. know, over, over the next two or three recordings, I can't say how long the recordings are going to take, you know. I can't. Okay. All so, right. Great. Okay. Right. Number four, you'll experience a greater degree of safety and security because you'll be getting running out of things to worry about in almost every area of your life because of the level of certainty you'll have regarding men. I'm going to read that again. This is number four. You'll, you'll experience a greater degree of safety and security in your own self and life because you'll begin running out things to worry about in almost every area of your life. Because of the level of certainty you'll, agree, you'll have, you'll uh, accomplish, you'll gain regarding men. Mm-hmm. You'll understand them so much more, you'll have so much less to worry about. Mm-hmm. Bottom line. Number five. Your relationships will go so much more smoothly because you won't be driving yourself crazy wondering what your man is thinking. You'll have a really good idea what's going on with him and why from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, you'll know both how to make your man happy and how to show him how to make you happy without making him wrong or giving him a hard time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, with that, there's just one more thing. I want to go over with you before we begin. How do you get the most out of this section? 
to try everything I'm saying, try it at least a little bit. Try it all on. I mean it's to trust what's being said as gospel until we finish this section, however long, however many calls it takes to finish this session. I don't say it's, I don't want to make you do anything. I recommend it because one of the well, most challenging things that happen during the learning process, particularly for adults, is the tendency to decide whether one believes or agrees with something or not. And if the answer is no, anything else that's said after that thought gets thrown away, and they never learn what's needed to get the most out of the learning process. So I recommend that you set aside, if this speaks to you, any tendencies of agreeing or disagreeing about what you heard until the end of this section. After this okay. section, Make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you heard this before, but I'm just saying it to you because, you know, I'm remembering it's right in front of me. So if after the section is over, you apply what you learn and it doesn't work for you, don't use it. Just forget about it. Uh, if, if it doesn't work for you, I apologize up front. <laughs> okay. Um, I, don't think, I don't think that's going to be a problem, though. Uh, as long as you remain open-minded, you'll find the information extremely valuable, and I just want to make sure you're mentally and emotionally prepared to get the complete value of this section. So with that, you got any questions? No, I just want to go forward, and um, believe yep. me, if I have anything, I'll let you know. I'm going to have to start. Um, um, I'll, well, I've been listening, but I need to listen and write and, you know, take notes. All right, good. So that's why this recording is so important to you, because you can do this as many times. You can do that thing as many times as you want, you know. So, all right. And I could always ask you a question after everything is over. (laughs) Yep, 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 yep. Okay, great. great. So the number one difference between men and women, the number one difference is that women need to feel safe and secure, and men need to feel successful and be successful. That's the number one difference. We both need to eat. We both need to have oxygen, food, shelter, clothing. We both need to, you know, have something worth living for. You know, we both need to have, you know, love and affection. But when it comes to the differences, this is the number one thing. Nothing is bigger than that. And it's secure. Yes. And, And it's everything. Like most of the decisions we make in life are based on, the fact that you're looking at life from being safe and secure. Mm-hmm. And men looking at life so they can be successful. Like, how can mm-hmm. I be more successful? Mm-hmm. It's in our DNA. It's not even a choice. Mm-hmm. It's as much of a choice as walking is. <laughs> mm-hmm. We got to walk. That's how we get found. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, you already know you need to feel safe and secure. You know that safety and security is basically the main focus of your life. Anything you do, yeah. if it doesn't feel safe and secure, you ain't down. Right. However, what you may not know is that men don't know you need to feel safe and secure. And don't know that. The two main reasons that they don't know that is because of this. They think you need to be made happy since women don't usually tell men how much they need to feel safe and secure. Uh, Men interact uh, with you from the standpoint of, what do I need to do to make you happy? Because you use 
Because you use the language of happy, unhappy, men never realize that being and feeling safe is the only thing that's going to make you happy. But women don't say, I need you to make me feel safe and secure. No. Women say, I'm not happy. And so men end up thinking that you, they need to find out how to make you happy. Mm-hmm. Their, aim is, their, their goal, their aim, their, their focus is wrong because they're listening to you like you really mean what you say. What you do, you're just not talking direct. Make sense? Oh, start talking direct. All, all right. Yeah, we're going to talk about that direct stuff in a little while. That's another big oh, great. difference. Uh, we're going to talk about that. But in the meantime... If you want a man to make you feel safe and secure, you have to educate him on the needs and the focus, focuses and the functions of safety and security. Otherwise, he's just going to try to make you happy. That's number one. That's the first reason why men... Um, on my needs of um, um, safety and security, right? Yeah. I mean, is it? <laughs> um, no. Yeah, of course. But I, you, I'm listening to what you're saying. I, like, I have to... F- Educate him on my needs of why I, of how I want to feel safe and secure. Yes, yeah, yes, 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 right. I'm glad so, you're talking about this because I started this conversation a little bit last night. Okay. All right. So the next reason, the other main reason men don't know that women need to feel safe and secure is because men don't think about being safe and secure. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't come up for us. Men are not thinking about their own safety in any way, shape, or form. Physically, financially, health-wise, romantically. Nowhere do they think about safety unless they're in direct confrontation that can result in physical harm or death, such as robberies, military conflict, fires, etc. Even then, they're more committed to successfully overcoming or navigating the situation than they are dying or becoming damaged in some way. They make it scared, but their desire for success takes over and drives their actions in every way. This is why men are so proud of being heroes, of being, you know, uh, yeah, heroes and, and warriors and, and, and caretakers and, you know, brave soldiers, brave cops, brave um, uh, firemen. You know, in the face of danger, they're taking care of people. That's like the ultimate success for a man. That's the ultimate goal. We can't do that worrying about our safety and security. If we worried about our safety and security, we would not be able to do it. So we think more about home and they think more about being a hero. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's exactly the case. Like, it's in us from child, from, from birth. You know, I, I'm sure it's part of the testosterone, chemi- you know, hormones, you know, thing. But, you know, I don't know exactly. I mean, I, you know, I didn't have a lesson. I think it, I think it coached by God and how he just makes the difference happen. You know what I'm saying? But, but the point remains is that, you know, men are focused on success, winning, doing it right, accomplishing. There ain't no space in their brain for safety and security. Even if they're going to be safe, even if they got to think about being safe, it's only so they can succeed. Mm-hmm. Safety is inside of, the, inside of the context of success. 
I got to stay alive long enough to finish this. And how a man would look at safety and security. Not like, mm. I got to stay alive. Make sense? Uh-huh. I got yeah. to stay alive. Yeah, I got to stay alive because, you know, I got to do something. But a woman would be like, I got to stay alive. You would, you know, she may have some reason, like, I want to take care of my kids. But really, the main reason is because you're scared of dying. Who, the woman? Yeah, is that accurate? Yeah. <laughs> but that's for the man. The man, like, he wants to stay alive, but so he can do stuff. <laughs> that's <Different>. crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's why a man wouldn't have a problem taking a bullet for you. Because if he took the bullet and you lived, it was worth taking a bullet. Mm-hmm. But if he was just worrying about his own safety and security, you would be taking a bullet while he's alive. Right. All right. Make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this isn't every man unless they've been trained otherwise. And even if they have been trained otherwise, they still got it in them. Uh, sorry. So I wonder why the women become police officers. You know what? That's a good question. I can't really answer. Firemen. Yeah. I think she will be, you know, I think it's the nurturing part of her that wants to do that. You know what I mean? Like, on her okay. like, purpose, she wants to take care of people, not be a hero. Right. Okay. That's a good question, Okay. Anyhow, men feel capable in so many ways. They know they can make, do, or get anything. They have goals, dreams, and aspirations that motivate them into action. The only thing they're worried about is the consequences of not succeeding. Men know that if they fail, they're on their own, exiled, abandoned, thrown away. Because of this, they have to succeed. There's no other option for a man. He needs to succeed or he lives and dies alone. To many women, men come across as egotistical or childish with their competitive spirit. But what they're really doing, what those men are really doing, is training themselves to be successful. They can't afford to be weak in any areas of life because that might be the place they fail and get exiled. Ain't no, let me just say this. Ain't no woman coming and save no guy that's, that's not successful. If it happens, it'll be shocking. But we ain't standing around believing that or expecting that. Generally, believe. generally, you could say generally, because, uh, I mean, there has been, have been, like, I could, an example, like, um, the the woman that um, um, saw, what's his name, Wilson? Wilson, he's a singer. Um, oh, wait, damn, I like his song. Oh, and the woman who? You thought Wilson Pickett? No. No, um, 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 no. He, oh, damn, I got his song. Um, um, I think I could still talk to you. Yeah, I could. Um, but keep talking. And what happened was that he was homeless and everything. He was on crack and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And this woman, um, took him and she, you know. Put him in a house or whatever, and uh, and um begin to like, you know, and and he said he he was appreciative for what she did, and um, and he told her he said I I can't do this by myself. He was on he was on Steve Harvey, 
He said, I can't mm-hmm. do this by myself. He said, I need you to be here with me. And um, and um, so they got together. And the next minute, after, some time after that, they wound up getting married. Yeah. So she rescued him. Um, let me let me see let me see this. You, you yeah. women have the capacity. But women you, have you talk, but you're talking generally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Women have the capacity to do that. They just don't do that. Women have full capacity. Matter of fact, that's your greatest gift to us. Your ability to see the gift of greatness in us and to support us in fulfilling our own greatness. You have the capacity. That's your greatest gift to man. But most women won't do it because they're too busy worrying about their own safety and security. A woman, right? And, yes. And, uh-huh. you know, there's also, you know, the Disney Charlie fantasy. Wilson. Charlie Wilson. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Cap band. Yeah, Charlie Wilson. God bless him. I know that about him. Huh? I did not know that about Charlie Wilson. Yep, he was on um Steve Harvey, and he 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 talked that talked about that. Yep. Wow, I did not know that. That's how he be. That's he was like down. That was the time when he was down in his life, and she had she made his whole life turned back around. That's how he began to start singing and everything and stuff like that. Because yeah. of this woman he married. Yeah. Who helped him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally got it, boy. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah. you start researching him, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I know, I know who Charlie Wilson is. He was the leader of the Gap Man. I guess, yeah, like, I know you know Charlie Wilson, but I'm just saying in reference to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love it. I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I did not know that about it. Yeah, yeah. But, but I will see, every woman has the capacity to do that. But every woman, oh, I'm going to say not every woman, 99% of the females on the planet are looking for a man to do that to them, not the other way around. And and you know what, too? Let me tell you about myself. You know, um, like I was with a guy and um, – he still calls me off and on. You know, most of the men I've been with call me off and on. Okay. And um, and um, what he, what TJ said to me, he said, you know, um, the kind of person I was is that I would help root you on in reference to whatever you wanted to do because I was motivated and um. But I will also give him other considerations. Like he, he, his thing was being a DJ. You know, somehow we just got into that relationship. But you know, and um, he he wanted to be a DJ. But I'm I'm thinking like for the future. You know, I mean, you just want to be a DJ, and then the court officer um exam was out, and he said he had applied for that one time. But then um, you know. I said, well, it's, it's coming out again, and you, even though, he, but it was they have it in different boroughs, and he he was so damn um, headstrong in reference to, well, I'm thinking about possibility, and he's thinking about, well, he don't want to be in this certain place, and I just couldn't understand that. Mm. I, I I just couldn't understand that if you have the, if, if, well, no matter how old you are, at least you would you would have to me, you would have that um. It'll give you a chance to have something solid, and you could still be doing DJing. But he he said he went on he went to a DJ school, which he, which he said he went to, and um, 
you know, because he wanted to be he wanted to be a successful DJ. He's fifty something years old like me, but you know, this is what he's been doing all his life, being a DJ. And so he, you know, he he wants to bloom. He called me up and he, you know, asked me how I'm doing and stuff like that. Or he, now he talk. Last time he called me up, he told me he said Rosetta, well, I got it. You know, he already told me about the girlfriend, and yeah. he now they live together. You know, and um, he said Rosetta, she's nowhere like you. You know, and um, in reference to um, oh, how can I even say it um. I guess just be, you know what landmark done something to me too, <laughs> just being open, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, yeah. um, and being real with myself and um and 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 that's what he misses, you know. Mm-hmm. And but the thing was with me and him, he was he was um he was damn stubborn, you know, yeah. and 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 to me it's like you. Even though what you wanted, what you wanted, what else are you trying to do? You know what I'm saying? To make something solid for yourself, because this is and and I, I well I have to think about myself too, but um to make something solid for yourself because um this is the only life you have right now. At least try to live that to the to best instant because you could always DJ and it's like a hobby or a project, you know, unless you are connected with other people. But you out there in Harlem. You know, and then I can't even put, I can't even say something negative about being out there in Harlem because there's people out there in Harlem who are about something too, you know, that they're entrepreneurs and stuff like that. I mean, some of the things I've realized about being in Harlem, it's like, wow, you know, there are some people who are famous and stuff out there. And I don't, you know, you won't even know that until you get connected with people who's doing stuff, networking and stuff like that, you know? So yep. I'm going to drop that, in, but that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. All right, good. So uh, let me say something about that. When a man gets locked into his goal, nothing else matters. Did you ever see that movie back in the day, uh, Close Encounters of a, of a Third Kind? Uh, y- yeah. That was Richard Dreyfus, right? He was running around trying to find a mountain, he kept, you know, he tore up his front yard to try to, you know, build the mountain because it was in him so much he couldn't not stop him. He couldn't leave it alone. Remember that? All of that? And you remember that? The mountain and... okay. Yeah, yeah. So he, was, he was driving in the beginning of the movie, and then he got hit with some rays from an alien, uh, an alien spaceship. And he uh, knew something, but he couldn't put language to it. Um. And, but he knew that there was, like, some mountain that he was supposed to, like, go to or find or something. Mm-hmm. And so at first he tried, first he created, like, a, um, a mountain in his kitchen, a volcano <laughs> in his kitchen. I think it drove his wife and kids crazy. Then he dug up his yard, and then he started listening to people, you know, who had the same vision and started connecting to them. And at the end of the movie, he found his way to where – the aliens were supposed to be meeting with, up with the humans at some mountain, and that's where he went up to. But the whole time, he couldn't do anything else except to eat, sleep, and think about this damn mountain and meet these aliens. Oh, wow. Do, do you remember that movie? It, it sounds it sound familiar, but you know, think, I, but I don't even look at TV no more, but it sounds familiar, yeah. 
Wow, yeah. you remember a lot of stuff. I do. I got a really good memory for a lot of stuff, yeah. So, um, you know, I remember that movie. It was, it was amazing because this guy was like, he was pissing off everybody because he was, he was tearing up the neighborhood damn near to make this mountain, you know, that he had in his head. And then, you know, he went against, <clears throat> he had to get past the national security to uh, uh, find a way to get past national security to meet up with his alien when he realized what was really going on. And, and it was crazy. He put a team together. They had other people that was just like him. He couldn't stop. And the reason I'm saying this is because when a man gets there, you might as well just shut up and get out the way or help him because he can't do anything else. And it sounds like that's your guy, the DJ. That's, that's success at all costs. You don't see this, you don't see this in sports because you're you know, only watching the games. But Michael Jordan would rather shoot free throws and practice dribbling than sleeping. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Bruce Lee would rather, you know, exercise and try to do, you know, new maneuvers than eat mm-hmm. or be in a relationship. These guys are like, when you get, when, when a man... You know, you heard the term, a man's got to do what a man's got to do. You heard that, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what we're talking about. We can't stop once we get started. If we go that far, we're in. Now, there are men who don't have that kind of vision. So, yeah, they don't work on survival. But once a man's like, you know what, I'm going to find a way to survive while I'm doing this, but I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. It's like God is in their head and won't leave them alone and because they need to be successful. That's how successful, that's how much they need to be successful. They'd rather be successful than eat. Okay, that makes me understand about this other guy that I just let go because he, his mission is on buying a car. And you know what? What? In, in reference to that, that and paying for it for cash. So he mm-hmm. works 15 hours a day, hardly no sleep, and... Yep. um. And um, that's his goal. He's a salmon swimming upstream to go create some more salmon. Yeah, he said, yeah, yeah. That's men. That's men. So, so I'm inviting you to respect that, to recognize mm-hmm. that it's got nothing to do with anything about you. A lot of the time, when a man is like, got to go for success, women are insulted. How come you're not paying attention to me? How come you leave me alone? And that's, that's what was that was that's what was going on with me. Yes. No. He is so trapped in being successful, he can't do nothing else until he succeeds. Yeah, he asked, and he asked him to be patient. That's because. Yeah, it ain't got nothing to do with you, and I can understand it. But see, if you know this and you see this in a man. You either help him or you wait till he's done or something. You know what I mean? But, like, it ain't personal. It ain't against you. It's for him and probably for you. But now, it's just, he, he, he got to take care of himself. And how he takes care of himself is by succeeding. Yeah. Got to do it. Burning desire. And besides, you know, like I said, you know, most men, women are not going to bail him out. I'm glad that Charlie Wilson's white woman did you know did that, and I'm glad that John Nash's wife did that. John Nash was the guy 
who is just, you know, the, the main focus of that movie, A Beautiful Mind. Did you see that movie? Oh, yes. I loved it. Yeah, but she's rare. She's rare. She was demonstrating the greatest gift that women have for men, which is to listen and bring the greatness out of them. And she did. You know, I want to tell you, every time I see this one scene, it makes me want to cry. So the scene where he, remember he went to uh, Princeton and he sat down with, you know, the guy that was his competitor when he was, when they were students together, who now was the president of Princeton. And he asked, you know, can he come there and work? And he, he went there and he sat in the, in the uh, library, but he lost his mind, right, in, in, um, in the schoolyard, right, on campus. And, secu- and security took him home. And he sat home and he's sitting across the table from his wife. And he says, you know, maybe I can't make this. Maybe you should take me back to the institution. Oh, yeah, said, I remember that. And she, she took his hand and she said, let's try it one more day. And every time I think of that, I, I want to cry because this was 20 years after she knew he was insane. Mm-hmm. 20 years later, the child was already in college or high school, whatever. You know, she you know, had almost... Yeah, all, she couldn't have sex with him because uh, she, he's taking these damn pills. Um, you know, he uh, uh, he couldn't, uh, you know, work normal. You know, he almost he almost drowned a baby with his hallucinations. Mm-hmm. You know, just all of that. You know, she she and she stayed with him the whole time. The the, mm-hmm. the, the amount of women on the planet that could do that. Maybe there's like 20,000 women that could do that. Everybody else, nope, safety and security. Okay, maybe there's a million women on the planet that could do that, but it ain't a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, let me, uh, okay. Can I, I know I'm, I, um, I like to discuss things too, although we have having this session. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, last, I thought about last night when I started to communicate, and um, I found out that Maurice is bashful. You know, I asked him. I said, "Are you bashful?" He said, "Yeah." He said a little bit. Yeah. And um. <laughs> and um. So when I was telling him about myself, you know, in reference to school and everything, he said, "Yeah, you know, I've been thinking about um." What he said he used to be he used to do limousine service, and um, but he didn't just say it. First, he said, yeah, I've been thinking about the things that I want to do. I said, well, what is it? Like, talk to me. You know, I want to hear about, like, you got dreams and stuff like that. Just like I'm telling you about what's going on with me, I want to hear what you want to do. I don't, you know, don't, you know, don't just like, okay, he talked, but don't explain it. Mm-hmm. But, so I said, so actually what I was I figure for what I'm doing, because I asked him before, I asked him that, that if he was bashful, I said, well, that's why I'm standing in front of you, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can talk to me. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Well, that was great. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to necessarily spend as much time on the other 19 differences, but this is so big. Oh, this so one? Okay, cool. thank you. Yeah, this one is. This is the one that every other one falls in line with. This is the one that supports all the other differences, really. So, you know, we'll talk more about, you know, the rest of them, but I really want you to get that, you know, how important it is for a man to need to feel safe, I mean, for him to feel successful. 
So if you can imagine substituting safety and security with success, like if, if, if you had the same relationship to success as you now have to safety and security, you'd understand a lot about what it's like being a man. Men are as desperate to be successful as most women are to being safe and secure. Every and time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I also was told that I helped motivate them. That's, you know, I, by the men, they told me that. That Rosetta, you know, like you had, you had, you helped motivate me, you know. Yes. And that's another reason why they like, they be, they be, they, um, they call me back up. <laughs> mm. So that's it. That's it. Go yeah, ahead. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Men are as desperate to be successful as most women are being safe and secure. Every mm-hmm. time a woman belittles a man for wanting to be successful, it's exactly the same as if a man was laughing at you for being un- feeling unsafe and insecure and being scared, and, and it's just as insulting to him. You know, when, when women, you know, so look at a guy and be oh, Yeah, get it, get it. No, I'm listening to you. I'm not trying to stop you from talking. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. Anytime a woman's like, "Man, you just you 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 act your childish. Why you got to be like that?" It's the same thing. Like, why are you so scared? You just like a punk, a little girly girl, like you know, like insulting him for being designed the way the Creator designed him. You're actually insulting the Creator. Yes, you're insulting God by by you know belittling a man for wanting to be successful. I'm not saying you do that. I'm saying that when women do that, that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Follow? So, these two mindsets, different mindsets, safety and security and success is as different as night and apples. <laughs> they're mm-hmm. not just ideas and mindsets. They're more like operating systems, kind of like the difference between a Mac and a PC. Kind of. You eventually accomplish similar things, but go about it in such different ways that you end up needing to learn two different languages. And those are the languages. So you're about to learn the languages of of men and women, the language of safety and security, and the language of success. That's what we're going to talk about. So Mm -hmm. um, that's number one. And the last thing I'm also going to say is that no matter how much you think about this, no matter how much you notice this, you're never going to notice it completely. It just, you might notice it completely this time. But you're never going to be somebody who's focused on safety, and, I mean, on, on success. But you'll probably be able to recognize it most of the time once you really get it into your system. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, you know, consider the, possi- consider the possibility that you may never really understand it fully so that you can give yourself permission to be open to understanding it fully. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good, 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 good. Great. Now, number two, the rest of these are not in any particular order, except for maybe the first three or four. You know, they're like the top ones. So this is, this is like time for number two. Uh, this one and the next one. Um, the second difference is women are emotional, men are rational. Women are emotional, and emotions take, make them do things. 
Men are almost as emotional as women, but their emotions don't make them do things. Making sense drives men's actions. That's because men are focused on producing results and they're not going to willingly take actions that are a waste of time unless they don't want to do something. So a man is going to be like, can I make this happen really? So he's going to be looking at the practicality of whatever it is he's doing. His feelings will motivate him, but it won't direct him. Mm-hmm. Unless you feel like you need to that, do it. Unless you feel like doing something, and then, you know, you just won't do it. But the eyes of a man not feeling like doing something is not that much. The only time a man will feel like he doesn't want to do something is because he don't know what to do. So he won't just be doing something just to be doing something. He'll have to go figure out or go in his man cave and zone out and then reboot or something. But, like, for us, there's got to be a goal, there's got to be a plan, there's got to be a focus. You know, there's certain things that we need to have in order for us to be taking actions. And so, you know, if, if it's not there, we're not, we don't, there's no actions for us to take. But we're not going to do something just to feel, just to be feeling something, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, women, y'all are driven by emotions and most of the things that you do have to deal with in life. Emotions uh, uh, drive your, your communication, your family, your relationships, your friendships, romance, child-rearing, your home life. It's, if, if, if a woman isn't emotional about something, it's almost never a good reason, a good thing. <laughs> if you don't feel anything about something, that's a problem in and of itself. That's a who? A problem. Oh. But y'all be resigned and cynical? It's worse than us being resigned in Senegal. We resigned in Senegal, we can almost accept it. But y'all, it's a problem. That makes you so unhappy that nobody has the purpose, nobody has permission to be happy in your space, with most women's space. When a woman is unhappy, I'm unhappy. You're happy? Are you happy? <laughs> Next thing you know, she started talking in the back. You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, I hear you. Yep. <laughs> Were you laughing because you've done that too? Well, yeah, it makes me it makes me go back to think about the other guy, you know. Like yeah. I'm talking to him and um and he's laughing, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? You know, you laughing. I said, that's what made me angry. I said, this is not about you, you know, because I'm communicating with you. It's about us. Yeah. So I'm, 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 that's why I'm laughing. Yeah, 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 yeah. You you ain't got permission to be happy when I'm angry. Right. So that's kind of how it comes across, you know. So, and that's another reason why men think that we're supposed to make you happy, when really we're supposed to make you feel safe and secure. So we're not related to you. We're not emotionally connected to where you're at. Mm. Then, as far as your concern, you know, that's a safety and security concern, even though it's not directly a safety and security concern. Like, if you don't understand me... Go go ahead. Explain it to me. Explain it to me. No, no, I didn't hear what you said. No, that's what I wanted you to explain to me. Oh. In reference to safety and security. Yeah, it's like, if you don't understand me, you can't relate to me. How are you going to understand me when I need you to understand me? How are you going to be able to take care of me if you don't understand me? Makes sense. 
no, you won't be able to take care of me if you, understand, if you don't understand. Yeah, and, and, and that's a big problem for women. He wouldn't know the reason why I wanted, uh, okay. And he wouldn't know the reason because he just thinks I'm emotional. Right. You don't tell him why you're emotional, so he don't know. And one of the reasons why you don't tell him is because you think he should know. Because you're only thinking the way you think. You're not thinking the way he thinks. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, like, if he thought emotionally, then he wouldn't even have to have that conversation with you. I guess he, that's he, why some marriages fail. Yeah, because she's over there thinking, how come he don't think like me? And he's over there thinking, how can I figure her out? Yeah. She, she thinks that it's like if, if me and you were sitting facing each other in a room, and I started describing the wall behind you, you would be like, that's not the wall behind you. <laughs> and you'd be describing to me the wall behind me. Right? Mm-hmm. Because I only could see what's in front of me, just like you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I would be describing this wall as completely different than the wall that you're looking at behind me. And then we'd be getting mad at each other, even though in the long run we're both right. We just look right about different things. So, you know, a man will be right about his need for uh, success, to be successful and to do things and to see how, you know, you can be successful and you'd be right about, you know, the emotional connection and, and you know, the reality of making sure everything is working and all of that stuff. So rather than, like, argue about the fact that, you know, how come you don't understand me, like, use the differences of perspective in order to become a better team. In reference, okay, all right. Yeah. The, the difference is good, but if you don't know the difference is good, you're going to be worried about the differences because women are worried about safety and security. And so if things ain't going the way she, they think it's supposed to go, that's another safety and security concern. <laughs> Make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need 10 seconds. I got to go get in my refrigerator give me something to drink. My mouth is starting to get a little dry. So give me 10 okay, seconds. Okay, I'll right? do the same thing. Okay. Okay. So, okay. okay. All right. All right, I'm back. I am back and I'm waiting for you. I'm laughing at you because that's more than 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rosanna? Oh, well, okay. Was that a great, really good short joke? Oh, I can't think of that right now.
I took my troubles down to Madame You know that gypsy with that gold cap, too. She's got a pad down on 34th and run. Selling little bottles up, love posted number nine. I told her that I was a flop with chicks. I've been that way since 1956. She looked at my palm and she made a magic sign. She said, what you need is love potion number nine. She bent down and turned around and gave me a wink. She said, I'm going to mix it up right here in the sink. It smelled like turpentine. It looked like Indian ink. I held my nose. I closed my eyes. I took a drink. I couldn't tell if it was day or night. I started kissing everything inside. But when I kissed the car down at 34th and run, it broke my little bottle up, love potion number nine. I held my nose, I closed my eyes, I took a drink. I couldn't tell if it was day or night. I started kissing everything inside, but when I kissed the car down at 34 divine, it broke my little bottle up, up potion number nine, up potion number nine. I uh, sang you a song so that you'd have some music or something in the silence. <laughs> you back? Hey. Oh, I left my pen. Oh, my goodness. Go get your pen. Yeah, I think you're going to laugh when you hear that song, but all right, whatever. I might have to have some quick songs in the background when uh, these kind of moments here. Mm-hmm. I was listening to Inner City Blues yesterday by Marvin Gaye and uh, made me cry because Listening to that song I was like it early yesterday. And he wrote it and sang it in the seventies. Make me want to holler, throw up both my hands. Uh, you back? So, um yeah, so um I can express that I that um I need to feel safe and secure. And yeah, you said that. Yeah, you said that. You said I could. Yes. And how well, I need, and in what way I need to feel safe and secure. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Keep going. Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, where am I at? Okay. Great. So um, yeah. So 
Um, let me see. If you're not emotional, it's not a good thing. Uh, emotions drive your decision making, lifestyle choices, and even what you want to spend time on. It doesn't drive That's everything. True. It doesn't drive everything, but it is a major factor in how you live your life. Mm-hmm. On the other, hand, on the other hand, emotions for men are mainly mainly motivational in its design and purpose. It's like energy for us. Men decide on get more sex act- too, huh? <laughs> Again? I said, I guess sex too, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, sex is a whole other story. I'm going to talk about that down the road for sure. Mm. Yeah, sex is, we, we want sex for different reasons than you do, but we'll, I'll talk about that. Um, men decide or more accurately rationalize, make sense of, or try to make sound judgments on what to do. They actually mm-hmm. pride themselves on their ability to do things regardless of how they feel. For a man, that's a very high achievement. Pride yourself? Yes. Men pride ourselves on being Mm -hmm. able to do things that we we know we need to do regardless of how we feel we still need to do it. Mm -hmm. That's that's pride. That's like maturity. That's success for us. Because men live to be successful, everything we do, think, say, desire, or respond, or decide to be responsible for is fueled by our vision of what it'll feel like and look like when we accomplish our goals. Men are always looking at the results they want. They only, they only care about successfully achieving their desired results. Everything else is extra. So, for example, a dad will make sure that you know how to live and survive in life. Fun, love is extra. That's secondary. If you could survive, he did his job. Even if you didn't like him, but you was able to survive, as far as he concerned, he did his job. If you loved him and y'all had fun, that was extra. He loved that too, but more than anything, he wanted you to have a better life than he had. And so mm-hmm. that's what his goal. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it comes to emotions, the only emotions that men thirst for is the thrilling heart palpitations of success. Mm-hmm. Everything else either helps them to be successful or keeps them from being successful. So, for mm-hmm. example, when you express your love for them to them, they feel successful with you because they're extremely clear that you wouldn't spend one second with them if you didn't look up to them, like them, or love them. That's one of the reasons why men... Um, you know, want to make you happy because if you, that's one of the reasons why players play the field. Because if a woman wants to give him sex, he must be successful some way, shape, or form in her eyes. Because she wouldn't spend one second with somebody that was not successful. Oh, really? Ain't that something? Yeah. Okay. Makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what some women, you know, throw panties on stage when James Brown or or Eddie Murphy or somebody is on stage doing their thing. Oh, he's on successful. Oh, and in any competition. We'll see who, who's the chick that can get him. Another thing. Mm-hmm. Right? But that's mm-hmm. because the chick is somebody who's already successful because he can do what she needs him to do. So if she can trap him, capture him, enchant him, she got her whole world handled. Mm-hmm. Men know this. So they have to be successful. And when a woman wants to give him sex, wants to give him love, affection, attention, 
what she's saying is you're successful, and that's how he hears it. And that's how he what? That's how he hears it. Oh. Um. Uh, yeah. I lost the thought, but I get it. I lost the thought. Go ahead. Come back. Yeah, yeah. So the bottom line is that men use their brain to decide what to do rather than their emotions, whereas women are led by their emotions in basically every aspect of life, not every single moment of every single day. Uh, but basically, y'all do what you feel like doing because your feelings make you do it. Us, we use our head. We're rational. So a man won't get all emotional, you know, unless there's, like, there's nothing else to do. Like there's no other way to deal with it but through, but deal through their emotions. And even then, because we don't really have permission to be as emotional as women do, and we don't have the language, we just go back into our head to try to figure stuff out. So um, that's the second, uh, that's tied for second uh, for the biggest reason. The other one, um, number three difference, the number three difference is really, you know, tied for second, which is that women multitask, men are single focus. <laughs> yeah, who? Men are what? Men are single focus. Single single, single, yeah, they are the single focus. Yeah, we just do one thing at a time. We pay paying attention to one thing at a time. All we see is that one thing. We're like lions in the field. All we see is the one thing we're focusing on. We don't even see the thing that's surrounding the thing that we're focusing on. Just the thing. We're so single focused. And we can be watching TV in the living room. And there can be a plate of food on the floor, and we won't notice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right yeah. underneath the, right the TV, we won't lose it. We still be watching the TV. <laughs> hey, That's I, why they get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, damn right. I don't understand it, honey. What are you talking about? I didn't see that yet. <laughs> right. That's exactly why we get in trouble. Right. <laughs> Women are directed by their environment. The environment tells them what to pay attention to and what there is to do. Because women can see an entire room all at once without turning your head. Women can see what? Y'all can see an entire room without turning your head. Y'all got like 360-degree vision, seems like. Am I right? Right. Look at the see the whole floor at the same time. It's like you're looking at a globe or something. You know, it was like, like your eyes captured the whole room. Everything. Right, right. You could be looking straight ahead. And at the same time, looking directly at this guy that's to your about 45 degrees, without turning your head, and he can't tell that you can see him. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. All right? Yeah. I know a lot of times, when I was back in the day being a player, because I was, I was a dog. Oh, man, I was a dog. Oh, my God, I was a dog. I'd be on the subway sometimes, and I'd be watching this woman, she'd be, kind of, she'd be looking like directly at me, but I know she's looking at me. I know she's looking at me. So I'll make her face once a while do something. And then she'll turn and look directly at me and laugh. And next thing you know, we're having a conversation, you know. So I, I knew that women could see out the corner of their eyes. But what I did not know until I started doing this, this kind of training is that y'all don't see out the corner of your eyes. Y'all don't have a corner of the eye. Y'all see everything. You may not be able to focus on any one thing, but you see it all at the same time. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, somebody did an a, a, a experiment. Scientific experiment. And what they did was they took some five-year-olds to be five or seven years old, and they put them in a tube 
with uh, hair blowing up and, and had them had dollar bills floating in the air, like 30 seconds. They did this with boys, and then they did this with girls. So after 30 seconds, I'm going to ask you, how many um, dollar bills do you think that the, 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 the boys got after 30 seconds with the air blowing up and the dollars floating around? You've seen that kind of scene before, right? Kind of yeah, I saw it. I saw it. And the women would be um, they'd be grabbing everything from the top. They just go crazy, like they like as if they just taking everything from the top to the bottom to the side, whatever. Mm. And the men, you know, just said they just pull down. Mm. Yeah, I saw it. I think yeah. um, some, there was some shows like that on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they did an experiment with young folks, five or seven years old, and they did it for thirty seconds to see, you know, what was going on. So guess what happened? So um, the, the the boys, how many how many dollars do you think on average they pull out of the hair? How many what? How many pieces of paper? How many dollar bills do you think they pull out of the hair in that thirty seconds? Men or women? No, this is kids. This was a oh, experiment. The kids, the kids, yeah. the kids. Um, wow. Yeah. For kids, they um. They're like playful, so they like just kept. They, I think they just keep grabbing, grabbing whatever they could. So yeah, I couldn't so think about the dollars. Say that again. I said I can't think about how many dollars because kids they just playful and they just keep grabbing, grabbing, grabbing. Yeah. So on average, I'll just tell you, on average, the boys uh, grab between five and seven dollars out of there in thirty seconds. On average, the girls couldn't stop grabbing one dollar out of there because they was too. They saw too many of them at the same time, and they couldn't lock in on them. Oh. Yeah, they couldn't lock in on them. So let me tell you about the kind of kind of vision that men have. So, uh, you know, I don't know how much you know about baseball, but professional baseball, major mm-hmm. league baseball, Yankees, the mm-hmm. Orioles, these guys, mm-hmm. the guys, when they come up to bat, they need to be able to see the motion of the pitch, the direction that the pitch is coming from, the speed of the pitch, and which way is the ball spinning when it's being thrown. And they need to see all of that, and they got one second to figure it all out. So the ball coming somewhere in the vicinity of between 85 and 100 miles an hour, and it's only traveling 60 feet, 6 inches. <laughs> so, Damn. So... They have to be able to see a ball that's falling in their hand, what direction it's going, how is it spinning, what kind of movement is on it, and how fast it's going. And they need to figure that all out in less than a second accurately. So guys that can hit home runs, they're totally amazing because while there's 60,000 people in the seats screaming, chanting, and raving, all he sees is that pitch. All he sees is that ball movement. That's mm. how focused this man can be. Well, he's concerned, mm. there's nobody in the stands while he's looking at that pitch. The pitcher mm. ain't even there. All he's seeing is the ball. The ball. Then, there's nothing else exists on in life until he swings the bat. Mm. That's how focused a man's uh, attention can be. Mm. Um, that's not normally how it is for women, but that's how it is for men. Another mm-hmm. thing, think about it. 
a uh, football, right? So sometimes you see some, some guys catch amazing, make amazing plays catching the football, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like they'll catch the football against a helmet or they'll catch it where nobody else could possibly catch it. The quarterback got to be able to throw it a certain place. And only one, in a way that only one person can get it. And the, and the catcher needs to be able to position himself, the, the wide receiver, needs to be able to position himself so that he's the only one that can get it and protect himself from the defender. He can't be thinking about the 60,000 people in the stands that's going to boo him if he misses. He can't even be thinking about anything besides him and the ball and the guy who's chasing him, keep him from catching the ball. That's all he can think about. Nothing else in life. Wow. Right. That's how focused the man's focus will be. And that's how focused it is generally speaking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, there's some men that can, you know, multitask to some degree. But really? And then this, this, this is how you wonder how, how, why guys like baseball and and stuff like that because of that. And yeah, okay. because they're amazed, and, and they wish they, they was that good. So that's what happens. Men, you know, cheer for the heroes because they're like, man, they, men know how, how hard it is to accomplish those things. So they're admiring. They're looking at success. Yeah. They're looking at, you know, wow, I, I wish I could be that good. Well, mm-hmm. So I admire their ability. It's like, you know, a fan club. It's like, uh, you know, an admiration society. You know what I mean? It's like, wow, mm-hmm. man, it's amazing that you can do that. Because we grow up playing those games, but only some of them could get to the, to the pros. Yeah. So we got no more respect for those guys that can get to the pros because we know what it takes to some degree, you know? You focus on that ball, the focus. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, your ability to focus, your ability to operate without – you know, being distracted emotionally or other things like that, and you still, you know, able to accomplish it, that's amazing. You can say the same thing with acting or other stuff like that. So that's how the men are so focused on success that when they see other men successful, they got to pat them on the back. And even when they're competitors, they respect each other, even though they want to win, but they respect each other because they know what it takes to get where they are in the first place. Like Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier, they respected each other. Joe Frazier helped Muhammad Ali get back into the ring, you know, at the championship level. Out of respect for Muhammad Ali. He still wanted to kick kick his ass, but it was a respect for a colleague who was successful. Mm. You know, so, so men relate to each other as successful. And part of it is that, you know, help them to figure out how to stay focused or be better at being focused. Okay. I got everything you said. Now, listen to this. I'm telling you about somebody else's story um, mm. or life. My, the lady that I live with, her daughter, mm. son, she said she don't know what's the matter with him because she said she's only focused on, focused on wanting to um, – become a doctor, and um, I guess he's having some other kind of troubles, and um, 
I told Dorothy, I asked her, can you let me talk to your daughter? And um, she said no, because you know what? She believed the stuff that I'm doing. I, I, this is my interpretation or my perspective on it, is that it ain't shit. You got me? And um, yep. Yep. But I told her, I said, you know what? I said, maybe her son needs some coaching. That's what I wanted to tell her. Mm. Because if he had some coaching, because somehow, some I don't I can't even I'm a little bit vague on the information, but I could ask again that um if he had some coaching, then mm. I could help him to move forward. Yeah. Because all he because that's the only thing he's focused on. There's something else which I don't remember that's there with it. Um. Mom, he's wondering, like, what's the matter with him? Yeah. But really, listen, I was asked, all of what I've done, I went to Landmark. I'm going to another subject. I went to Landmark. I did. I went up to the LIP, then I turned around and did Momentum, and I did their leadership. And, um... What am I doing with it in my life? Well, what it has done for me in my life, even though I might not have uh, uh, um, I don't have a business or anything like that, but it gave me something. Mm-hmm. It gave me a, um, a sense of, of me, of who I am. Mm-hmm. I'd like to get more in touch in touch with that. So it did. I know it did do something for me. Yes. And and um, it's also um, like I've been listening to other people. I, I've been listening to Joe Dispenser. I've been um, I like him because he's talking okay. about the mind, and um, I'm just listening to things. You know, um, not just to be listening to it, but mm-hmm. here, I guess what I've been doing. But excuse okay. me, but what I get from other, from just you know talking about or what I know, it's like I really believe what they think about all of that because it's been since 2012. This mm. is a bunch of shit bullshit. But I don't care about what they think really. But I'm just telling you about that because I know what it has done, and I guess that's in all, and that's all that matters. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. people don't. People don't want to like. I think with them, you know, you know, um, you don't. They don't want to. I learned how to take take my money. Like, remember, you had a conversation with me about that, and my my, my money is kind of low. But if I believe that it's going to make a difference for me, because after I've done landmark, I'm willing to spend it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Honestly. Huh? That's all I want to say. Okay, 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 good. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so, women can see an entire room all at once without turning your heads. Uh, you'll all find that your environments keep you busy. So, you know, since the oh, environment. Oh, our environment, okay, got you, go ahead. Yeah, so, um, 
Yeah, so since, since you know, the, the, the environment tells you what to pay attention to and what there is to do, uh, and you can see the room at the same, at, you know, all, all at the same time without having to turn your head, you know, just those two aspects together causes a reaction that can best be described as multitasking. Uh-huh. As, as you take on one thing, something else catches your attention before you complete the first thing and then, you know, calls you toward the next thing even before you finish the first thing or the thing that you're already doing. So if you want to get cooked, take care of their three children, speak on the phone with their best friend, and watch TV all at the same time. Totally amazing. <laughs> How do you compare attention all that at the same time? Man, oh, man. But now at the same time, y'all have a hard time focusing on any one thing. Right. I only got to think about one thing. Oh, man. My brain is all over the place, right? But men don't have that. Oh, in fact, it's one of the biggest differences between men and women is because it's clear that men see things differently than women do, and it often drives women crazy. So sometimes y'all be having thoughts like, how could he have not seen that on the floor? How come he keeps trying to fix things when I just need him to listen? How many times is he going to get one tool from the shed when he can get all the tools he needs at the same time? Mm-hmm. These are the type of things that drive y'all crazy. But that's because men focus so narrowly that they can watch TV placed on a short TV stand and not even notice a bag of garbage on the floor under the TV. Understandably, women don't like that about men, but there's a great reason that men are so single-focused. They can, they can keep from getting distracted in any environment they choose to go into. This means if they're out to accomplish something, nothing will get in their way. Say that one more time. Why it, men are so single focused is because of what? Because um, nothing can. Let me see. What is it? Um, they can keep being focused. Oh, let me start it again. Um, there's a great reason why men are so single focused. They can keep from getting distracted in any environment they choose to. This means that if they're out to accomplish something, nothing will get in their way. Nothing will get in their way of accomplishing what they're out to accomplish. This is what's known as hunter's vision. You know, a, a hunter uh, can predict actions, activities, and timing and distance for the benefit of themselves and others in service in, in serving achieving their goals. So what I mean is this. A hunter will go out and look for a deer. And it needs to be able to predict how the deer is going to be moving so he can actually kill the deer and bring the deer home so everybody can eat. Right? Mm-hmm. But now, deer and the hunters do not walk over to the deer and say, excuse me, Mr. Deer, I know I really like you and you seem like a really nice person and I really want to make sure we have a great relationship and we understand each other. But at the same time, I need to bring you home so the family can eat. So will you tell me when you're going to stop so that I can shoot you and take you home? You don't do that. <laughs> no, what you do is you go and you kill the deer and you watch where the deer is at and then you, you wait for the perfect time moment and you shoot the deer and you don't care about the butterfly that's flying in front of you or the mosquitoes that's hanging your neck. You don't care about that because it's too important to bring this damn deer home. Mm-hmm. So... Like, that's how, that's men. 
That's our gift to you and to ourselves. My gift to you that we can do that. We can be single focus. So this may or may not bother you around the house, but when it comes to him taking care of you, you'll be happy that he's focused on taking care of you. Mm-hmm. He's thinking of care of you. He's thinking about doing stuff that you need him to do. Nothing's going to stop from doing it. And that's that. So those two are like ties for second, those two things. So that's number three I just told you about, which is uh, women multitaskers, men single focus. We do one thing at a time. Bothers y'all sometimes if you're like, you don't have to go that way. Come on, cut it out. But, uh, yeah, we kind of did because that's how we built. So sorry, deal with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So, so next, number four, women are communicators, men are doers. Women are communicators because that's the way y'all were created. Y'all communicate to get what you want, feel safe and secure, to create relationships, and pretty much everything in, their life, in your life, and even the lives of others. Women are emotional creatures whose inner priority is around relationships, which makes them want to get to know people be related, liked, appreciated, understood, and loved because if they know you love them, know them, and especially understand them, they can relax in a relationship with you and reduce their natural concern for safety and security. Mm-hmm. Men think talking is okay and all of that, but they don't consider talking anywhere near as important as producing results, or at least being action around such things as playing around or having sex. They want to be successful, and successful in man is achievable results or achieved results. This usually involves some amount of action. Men relate to each other through shared activities. This is a lot of how men communicate, how they learn and create relationships with each other. If a conversation isn't about producing something, they'd rather go relax until they're needed to go do something. For men, life is about doing. So let me say something else about that. When men get together, the best way for men to bond is to take is to do activities together. Go shoot pool. Go play basketball. Go, you know, create something together. When men are in action together, that's more of how we can get related than to talk. Talking is good and everything, but like producing results. And then we can sit back and say, man, did you see what we just did? So for a woman to sit still, two or three women sitting at a restaurant, y'all talking for two hours, it's awesome. It's the same thing as, as three men going fishing. They didn't say anything for an hour, but they all caught, you know, between three and ten fish. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing for us. We catch a fish, so that's our way of talking. We're like, you yeah, saw they catch it up. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 watching each other be successful. Oh, we that's, that's and we're sharing our success secrets with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's us. Matter of fact, funny you know, uh, I was the best man for one of my friend's weddings. Uh, there's a guy that was on my facility team when I was a facilities manager. He was assisting with me, um, and I'm still good friends with him and his uh, his uncle, uh, especially his uncle actually. But I was his best man at the wedding. And um, mm-hmm. rather than having a, 
uh, bachelor party where you got dancing girls and all the other crazy stuff. We went on a fishing trip. We went fishing bluefish in, in Long Island Sound. It was mm. awesome. <laughs> I, I, it was so awesome. That was the first time I ever did some serious fishing. Mm. I think I, I, I think I had to bring out like ten fish. I had more fish than I could eat. It was awesome. It was oh my god, it was so awesome. And wow. um, yeah, and that was that was our, that was his bachelor party. Achieving achieving results. Mm. So yeah, we were ready to do stuff to talk. So you know that's uh, you know one more difference between men. If a man ain't talking to you, because of just because he's like he want to do something. <laughs> so here's my recommendation when you go on dates. You ready? Okay. When you when you go on a date, make sure that there's time for talking, and there's time for doing something together. Try to make it so that there's an opportunity for you and him to engage in activities together. You don't have to be the whole date, but at least a portion of the date. And he'll feel more connected to you than he ever could from talking. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're giving him a chance to be himself. giving him a chance to be the man that he knows himself to be or wishes he was by giving him an opportunity to express himself through action. So, make sense? Mm-hmm. So find make something sense. that can be done besides communicating. Right. Even if it's you go to, you say you go to Coney Island and you go to one of those, you know, stands where you shoot basketballs or you, you know, shoot water into, you know, Something to, to blow the balloon up, or some kind of contest, or something, or something. Or bowling, or something like that. Bowling, yeah, bowling would be awesome. Bowling, shooting pool, some kind of you know chilling out activity. Yeah, that's awesome. Mhm. Get a chance to do and talk at the same time. Mhm. Yeah, he may not like bowling, but if he don't like bowling, find something he does like. You know. Mhm. Yeah. So combining activities. Something to do as well as something to, you know, um, uh, talk about for you because you want to have a conversation. And he'll talk, but as long as you, like, you're doing both, it's excellent because you both get a chance to, like, be in your, in your best element at the same time, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but you'll be taking care of him if you make a suggestion that y'all do some type of activity together. You'll be taking care of him. You'll, and you watch him. He has a chance to show how successful he is. Okay. Now you feel like a winner around you, and he's just making him feel that much better about being with you. Mm-hmm. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Great. Next. Number five. Women are problem-oriented. Men are solution-oriented. Women's attention priorities and focus in life is on safety and security, which is why y'all focus so much on problems. If you're not aware that problems exist, what those problems are, where they're at, and have something in place to handle or eliminate them, how are you going to protect yourself against them? Women need to know everything's going to be all right. Everything. (laughs) Another thing. Y'all know you can't resolve every problem, but you do know that men can. 
Not that it's every man, man. that men can, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, not that every man can solve every problem, but there are men who can solve every problem that have they have or could have. Mm-hmm. And those are the types of men that women want to be around. So, in other words, let me let me, let me say it a different way. When I was, you know, uh, a, a hound dog running around chasing women or letting them chase me or whatever, playing the field, I used to listen to women's complaints. Mm-hmm. Because women, women complaining would really be telling me what it is that's important to them. Because a woman wouldn't complain about something that's not important to her. She wouldn't bother wasting her breath. Right. So she would complain and then would tell me what she was committed to, and then she would really be telling me who she is. Mm-hmm. And then it would make me say, okay, do I want to be with this woman or not? Because some of her complaints, I might not want to be dealing with those kind of complaints, those kind of concerns. Right. But if they were, I'd be like, okay, I can solve those, and then I would let her know I was solving them. So she doesn't, mm-hmm. she wouldn't know that while she was complaining, I was qualifying her. Mm-hmm. Because I was, okay. listening, I was listening to the quality of her character based mm-hmm. on what's important to her. If mm-hmm. she was petty, I, you know, I, would, I probably wouldn't hang around very long. How would you know if, if she was petty? I would listen to the complaints that she has. She had petty complaints that she's a petty chick. She complained about, like, if she was, like, you know, complaining about the type of things that they complained about on, you know. Uh, uh, That's general. Yeah, housewives, you know, uh, NBA housewives on, 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 you know, whatever, the TV shows with the real housewives of Atlanta or something crazy like that. All that petty stuff, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be wasting my time with that crap. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm. So, you know, I would be listening to, the, to what's important to her and, you know, it would make me, like, leave if it was if you saw about some nonsense or, you know, some some stuff. You know, they say that um, small minds talk about people, average minds talk about things, and great minds talk about ideas. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, people that talk about a whole bunch of other people and what people did and all that stuff, I mean, yeah, that's good and everything, but that's that's, that's small minded, you know. I want to talk about concepts, ideas, personally. That's just me, you know. But um, mm-hmm. but you know, I would be listening to, you know, that, and mm-hmm. um, yeah. So so, um, you know, when women share their problems, they're really hoping indirectly that they that men hear the problems and want to solve. Hmm. You know, but y'all don't say, you know, I need you to fix this. And then sometimes you do. As a matter of fact, y'all are probably more direct when it comes to problems than anything else. I need you to do this. I don't like this. This shouldn't be. Y'all are very straight when it comes to problems. (laughs) Not much about anything else, but about problems for sure. Right? So, um, yeah. Uh, Okay, that's where I'm at. So, so um, men, on the other hand, don't have any of the concerns about, about safety and security. Uh, you know, we don't worry about problems. You know why? Because we're the ones that create problems and we're the ones that solve problems. We just solve problems. We don't worry about that. And sometimes our problem solving annoys the crap out of y'all. Sometimes y'all just want to talk and we want to solve your problem because we're, we're solution-oriented. So when the time you just want to share and we want to fix you, no, I don't like that at all. Say that one more time about the something about the fixing. Say that again. 
Yeah. So sometimes you all have problems, but you just want to share your problems. You don't want no solutions. Oh. But we always got solutions. Those are the times when you don't you don't like it very much. <laughs> and it's understandable, you know, but still. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um yeah. <laughs> we don't we don't have those concerns. Uh men only have the concern of looking like a loser. That's it. We know we can accomplish whatever we want uh to or what you know, whatever the people in our life needs in order to take care of them. So we don't worry about problems. Men live to solve problems. For them, anything that can make them feel successful or experience success is something they're most interested in. So they'll hear their partner complaining rather than fully listen to our complaints. He's mm-hmm. already got he's, men already got a solution that's ready to go handle it. If she understands mm-hmm. that if she understands that's what's driving his actions, rather than get angry at him for not listening to her completely before he does anything, there will be some strained moments going on in that relationship because he's be wondering, I'm solving a problem for you. Why is me solving a problem for you a problem for you? I thought you didn't want to have that problem. Why are you upset with me? Don't wow. you realize that I want to I, take care of you? That sounds familiar, yeah. That yeah. sounds this, yeah. I got you. Yeah. 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 And so when you don't like it, we're like, huh? This is video. It's a minute and 43 seconds. This is one of the funniest videos I've ever seen, and I don't care how many times I see it, I laugh anyhow. It's called, It's Not About the Nail. So, uh, I'm going to send you that, that video. So um, this is lady, this couple sitting on a sofa, and she's complaining about this pain she's dealing with. For a, about, pain, a pain she's dealing with? Yes. She's dealing with some kind okay. of physical pain. So she's sitting there on the sofa. She's talking to her boyfriend. I don't know if it's a boyfriend or husband, but, they, you know, they're in a the couple, right? They're in a the relationship. And then um, you get a shush, you, you know, the video shows her whole face. She turns her head. And she's got a nail in her forehead. She's complaining about the pain that the nail is giving her in her forehead. And her boyfriend is like, well, you know, if I could take the, the nail out of your head, she's like, he's like, it's not about the nail. And he's like, what do you mean? Like, kind of like that, right? So eventually she's like, I'm, trying, I'm telling you how I feel. You, you, you're not even listening to me. And he's like, okay, okay, all right, honey, all right. It's, it's, it's so freaking hilarious. Matter of fact, you in front of a computer? Um, I can do it on my phone. Yeah, you should, you should do that. Um, uh, it's, go to YouTube and look up. It's not about the nail. It's a video called It's Not About the Nail. Okay, let me see something. The short video, it's so hilarious. This is I don't exactly- know how to do it. I wrote it down while you were talking. Yeah. All right. I don't know if I can do it while we're on the phone, but let me see. Yeah. Well, let me take this down off of here. Can you hear my bleep? <laughs> mm-hmm. Not about the nail. This perfectly explains this thing right here. Oh, there it popped right up. It's not about the nail. Yeah, click on it. 
Looking at her like she's stupid. And you know what? 
and you know what's good, what like what in what in reference to what occurred. Sorry, wait, I got this earpiece in my ear. Um, it was like I was actually solving my own problem by yeah. talk by talking about it because I I heard myself talking about this, um, being emotional, but how can I say being emotional? But I heard myself solve like solving the solution. Yeah. So. It's like yep. I know what I need to be doing, but yet still my mind just goes back to something that I was doing before. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like why the hell am I doing that? Because mm-hmm. I, I guess I'm not concrete on it yet, am I? Or I'm not, maybe I'm not trusting myself. That could, I see I'm still talking about it. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get you. Well, you know, you'll figure it out, or I'll say something that will help you figure it out. So don't worry about it. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, I enjoyed this. Good, good, good. And, you know, in about 15 minutes, you'll be able to listen to it on, uh, on um, not on Dropbox, but on TalkShoe. So, uh, okay. it, it'll be the, you know, it'll be the, the next one on top. It'll be the one on top. So, okay. All right. All right. Okay. Talk to you later. Okay. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.